Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of SpinCast. Today, we're diving back into the great topic of collegiate esports. Joining us is the president and the treasurer slash competitive player um, of Clemson Esports. So Benjamin Von Keller is the president, and Elias Weglers is the treasurer, and he's played for a number of the different um, games and teams within the program. So without further ado, Benjamin, Benjamin since you're the president, Go ahead, introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about where your passions in esports and gaming started and kind of how that led you to becoming more involved and obviously becoming the president at Clemson Esports. Okay, hi guys, I'm, uh, I'm Ben Von Keller. Uh, I've been playing games since I was like really, really little. When I, before I could even read, I would play like PS1 games like Spyro and have my dad read the subtitles to me so I could play them. And uh, some of my earliest memories are playing games or getting my GameCube for Christmas and things like that. So I've always been a huge gamer. Um, getting into about high school ages and things like that, I started playing a lot more of the esports titles like League of Legends, Counter Strike, all of the, you know, the big games. And uh, I was a, you know, a, a decent student, so I ended up going to Clemson. And um, during our the little like uh, club fair that they have every year, I saw the esports club, and they were like, hey, we have different roles. And they gave me a little brochure. And one of them said general manager. And I was like, dang, I really like management. And I really like the ideas of that. Even though I'm a computer science major, I really love the idea of like working with teams, working with players, helping them develop things like that. So I became the general manager of CSGO. And sophomore year, I was the general manager of League of Legends. And then junior year this past year, I was the uh, event coordinator, which is one of the officer roles here at Clemson. And this year I got elected president. So I've just been working my way up and hopefully I want to get a job in esports. So awesome sounds good sounds good i love to see when people can take those passions and apply them constructively and then succeed and move up that chain and obviously you're at the highest now um so that's pretty awesome um elias go ahead introduce yourself do the same thing tell us where those passions started in uh, video games and esports and kind of how those took you down your path to your current position as the treasurer yeah so uh i'm elias and it started for me also when i was little playing different games and whatnot my first real game that uh, I think propelled me into the gaming world was Halo 3 uh, back on Xbox and so that got me into it and I you know met a bunch of friends and started playing different games and uh, I was actually from up north and so I didn't like the cold so I came down south and uh, ended up going to Clemson um, and I also ran into the club fair uh, in my freshman year and ended up playing for the CSGO team that Ben was the general manager for which is how we met. i still live with two of my former teammates three years later mm -hmm. uh, from that team. And so that got me into that. I played CS for the for my freshman year in the fall. And then in the spring, I played Rocket League on the, uh, the A team in my junior year. And uh, last year, I, or my sophomore year, and then last year, I played on the Rainbow Six uh, A team and our uh, League of Legends B team and then basically the position of treasurer was always kind of finicky we had some issues and so uh, I decided to step up and take a more active role in the club and leadership and uh, here we are I've been treasurer for about I was for the latter, latter half of last year and then coming into this year figured I'd keep with it yeah awesome love to see it love to see it love to hear that you played Rainbow Six as well that's uh, that's my game that's a game I used to play competitively um, until I stopped about a year ago, but love the game, love where it is now. Hopefully, I think Rainbow Six has one of the biggest potentials to maybe beating CSGO one day. It's just a matter of uh, Ubisoft kind of joins them in that same mentality. Absolutely. Um, 
Yeah, that's a whole other podcast. In <laughs> yeah, I can talk <laughs> about that for hours, man. Big, oh, big man. conversation. That's not even Ubisoft. That's like every single publisher. Like you can yeah. do entire podcast series of like, hey, how should publishers become more active in esports? Uh, that's uh, that's a very long list. Uh, to say the least. But new industry, I think they'll figure it out sooner than later. Uh, but kind of going back into Clemson, um, as the president, Benjamin, take us through what the club structure is or program structure. You know, is it a club? Is it a varsity sport? Is it somewhere in between? How is it defined? And kind of, you know, what games you have, um, what competitions you compete in? Just give us that snapshot of the program in its entirety um, from your perspective. Okay, cool. So uh, we're a club. We are a... I think we're right now a recognized student organization. We were formerly an independent student organization. Um, we have uh, every year we do Tiger Prowl, our club fair, and get a lot of new people in. We have our first meeting, and we're actually just had our first meeting Friday. So we're right now in the week that is the crazy tryouts week where everybody is trying out for all of our competitive teams. We have a – let me see. I'm trying to pull up the rosters. We have, for this year so far um, – we have League of Legends, Rocket League, Valorant, Overwatch, CSGO, Rainbow Six, Fortnite, PUBG, Call of Duty, Hearthstone, Magic the Gathering, Dota 2, Smite, Virtual Reality Games, Apex Legends, and then any other game that somebody comes up to us and says, hey, I want to compete. Uh, if there's a league for it and we can help you, we're going to try and find it or help use it, you know, get a team to be able to compete for that. Um, the structure is really interesting. We have our officers. So we have a community head that handles our, all of our community like outreach, things like that. Our competitive head um, who does works directly with general managers to help find tournaments, um, work with them to learn how to run scrims, things like that. Um, an event coordinator, uh, which was my role last year, but they're the person in charge of like planning events and doing all those things, logistics for that. Our partnerships lead who works with sponsors, who works with any sort of outside entity that helps us. Um, I'm the president, so I kind of oversee everything as well as I'm taking on some roles of doing things with like our Twitch channel because I have experience with Twitch um, and things like that. And then we have a tech director and a treasurer. Tech director is the guy who does everything for our Discord, helps with our website. And treasurer is, of course, Elias over here. He handles all the money. And um, this is all entirely student-led. So all of those are our student roles. And we all volunteer a lot of our time to be able to make sure this club runs successfully. Um, Underneath the officers, we have our general managers. So every game has a general manager and that manager is in charge of running the tryouts, in charge of being present for game nights that we have for our community and in charge of finding scrims, scheduling tournaments, doing meetings, team morale, all those sorts of deals throughout the entire semester. So it's, it's really, really structured, but, and it sounds like a lot, but it's a great way. And, it, and, and our club normally runs pretty smooth every year. Yeah, that, that's absolutely phenomenal to hear because I think there's a lot of varsity programs out there that have like a coach and maybe an assistant. Um, mm -hmm. And you all have this beautiful network of, you know, your officers and your GMs. And that's so important because I think, especially at the collegiate level, a lot of, you know, universities or colleges look at like, oh, we only need one coach or we only need one person, right? And we'll throw a few students their way and see if, um, help them with some of that administrative stuff. But like, no, like esports is like, sports right you need the athletic director and all the gms and the coaches and then all the fine the finer positions as well um to be successful because there's so much to handle especially like i mean that list of games you compete in was like one two three four five twenty <laughs> yeah so, and we have multiple teams in each of those games yep. so we end up with normally anywhere from two to four teams in each of those games so overall we end up with 100 plus players for our club we have uh, over close to 400, anybody who are between 400 and 600 members in our club. 
and we have a around like 1400 to 1600 members in our discord which are alumni community members things like that as well yeah absolutely with something with something that size i think it's only a matter of time before the university kind of makes it a dedicated sport or a varsity program or whatever that's defined because those lines are blurred and quickly oh, yeah. more blurred but obviously university supports kind of what every program wants because you know having the funding is awesome um, you know, just provide so much more opportunities. Kind of moving into my next question. Um, and this is more for you, Elias, as a, uh, a big time player in multiple different titles. Take us through what that day to day of practice looks like. You know, what, what does that scrim schedule look like? What is the VOD review? What does that analysis kind of look like? Take us through what a day of practice typically looks like um, to give those high school students, you know, a good picture of what to expect um, from that, you know, work ethic work ethic and effort level that they're gonna have to put in to be successful like you are yourself, um, especially in multiple titles? Uh, well, so mainly, well, last year when I was R6A team and on the League B team, it was pretty hectic also being a junior level comp sci uh, major, but um, most of the time it was, I would have two days of League where we would have one to two scrims, which were three game blocks. Uh, those were usually Fridays. And then I think Tuesdays that we did. Uh, some Tuesdays, like every other Tuesday, we would do VOD review and we would look over games. We would look at different things. We would, we were very, uh, for the league team, we were very in close contact with the uh, Division One team who were, you know, higher up. And so they would help us out with figuring out where our positioning was going wrong or draft issues or communication issues that we had. And so uh, that was a really nice, like, way to, it felt more connected. Like, I think that team was one of the best teams that I've been on, even if we weren't the best, it was still, I really enjoyed all the people on that team. And so I enjoyed showing up to practice and scrimming. It was a lot of fun uh, for the rainbow six team. We did, I think two days of scrims as well with like two or three other days a week of practice, um, which was usually either 10 mans or playing ranked or um, going over strats. So a lot of the time for our six, it was, going into like spending an hour or two going over one map and saying, okay, what are the different strats that we have for this site? How can we adjust it? What went wrong last time we did it? Going through and making sure everyone's on the same page. Um, and so normally came around to like probably 15 plus hours a week that was being put in um, along with, you know, playing on your own and getting better, each player getting better on their own. So it's, it, it is a grind, but uh, I think if you have the right system and you have the right people that you're playing with, it's it doesn't feel like a lot of work at all. Exactly. I think it goes along with that saying that was actually in a podcast I did earlier. It's, uh, you know, find something you love and you never work a day in your life, right? Cause exactly. Because that passion's there, right? So it doesn't feel like work. It's not a drag, right? It's still no. work. It's still a lot of hard work, but at the same time, like, you enjoy it, right? You want to do more. You wake up looking forward to every day, which I think is so important, especially in college when you have so much of that like busy work, right? Grinding computer science. I'm sure there's a, a lot of that grind busy work and, you know, having that outlet to, you know, find those passions and be able to pursue them is awesome. Um, kind of moving to my next question, this popped up when you were talking, Benjamin, is talking about this massive community you formed, right? You said 400, 600 members, all alumni, you know, graduated members, and then also it sounds like some level of casual gaming as well. And I think that's a pretty cool line that we see a lot in different universities, colleges, and high schools across the country is that, you know, there's, you had your competitive players, and then you kind of your casuals, like more fun um, kind of game nights, mm -hmm. like you said earlier, I think you mentioned about community nights. So take us through that sense of community and how 
um, as a club, you kind of developed it over the last, over the last um, three or four years to really make sure that like everyone that has that passion in gaming and esports has a place and a belonging, whether it's playing competitively or being part of the club or going to community nights or watch nights or whatnot. Yeah. So we, we really market ourselves as a place for competitive and casual gaming on campus. That's what we tell everybody. Um, for we, we've had lots of events in the past that have been open. We do a lot of like Smash Bros or we like have lands where people can bring their computers and like there'll be different events. We'll bring pizza. We'll do all these things. We've had watch parties. Um, a lot of it boils down to just reaching out to people and like meeting new people. So our first meeting is always a great place. Um, being on a team is great. And that's why we have so many teams as well is because when you have, you know, our lower teams, there's a lot of different, you know, levels of players in the club and some people, you know, enjoy competing, but aren't necessarily as good as, uh, you know, the best players at that game. So we give them the opportunity to compete against other colleges as well. Um, a lot this, this year, especially uh, the staff is super good and we've been doing a really great job of like planning out everything, building our community. Um, our structure has been great. So we have things like we're doing a community challenge this year where people who want to be involved or want to like meet new people who, but don't necessarily want to be on a team can join a uh, like a community team where they earn points throughout the semester by by just being in the club and participating in events to for a banquet at the end of the semester where we can like give away prizes and things like that for those points. Um, I don't know. A lot of that comes down to everybody being able to hold their own and do their own role on our staff. So like our community heads doing a great job with that. Um, while at the same time our event coordinators working really closely with the community head to plan all this out. Um, me, the partnerships, and Elias here working on our budget so that we can try and figure out how we're going to fund all these things. Um, just, I think that the structure that we have in place this year is what's leading to our community growing even more exponentially this year. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, that speaks to the people you have in place and also the structure you've built out over the last couple of years. Obviously, this didn't come from somewhere. And I think, you know, having that repetitive kind of attitude, like, okay, like how do we get this bigger? How do we make this grow is so important and you know having all of those in play having the community nights having that banquet sounds awesome uh, by the way so that that's absolutely incredible to hear kind of going to my next question uh, and this kind of was uh off of what you just said benjamin but this is for elias is going through all your different responsibilities right you're a player um i think were you a jam gm at one point or maybe not i mean i was yeah you were as well awesome but you had all this experience as GM, treasurer, player. Um, there's so many different skill sets that I think a lot of people learn when being involved in esports on the playing side and the management side. So take us through some of the skill sets you think you've learned and maybe how you've applied them to computer science or maybe um, the in-game skill sets that like you've learned and kind of built on um, to really foster your abilities as a treasurer to make sure that the club continues to grow and it's obviously the budget is balanced. Um, and all of that great stuff. Uh, well, I think one of the main things is time management, especially when you have so many things that you're doing, whether it's like playing on multiple teams or being a GM and an officer, or, you know, right now when I'm going to be an officer and I'm playing on multiple teams, hopefully. So, I mean, there's it's a lot of time management and figuring out, okay, I have this class that has these things due. Uh, it's actually going to be, I think, a little bit easier now with the whole online class situation that we have because I have some classes that are like asynchronous. So some that are just like, here's an assignment or here's a few assignments they're due on this date or mm -hmm. some that are like, here's stuff due at the end of semester. So it's easier for me to block out time for those things along with, okay, here I need to, you know, look at the budget, see what we have to do. Uh, how can we cut down what, you know, how much club dues are going to be? Where do we have to draw the line here? 
where can this be allocated in terms of funds, blocking out different time for that. And then also where I find time to play different games and whatnot and getting that in. Um, also working with teams and working with other people has been a major skill that I've learned. Um, I might not have liked every person that I've worked with, but I think it's helped me make it so that when I go into the real world and I have jobs where I'm working with different people, then I have those skills that I've been using from playing in different teams, GMing people, having to deal with all of that, and then uh, leadership responsibilities that come with, with team management as well. Yeah, absolutely. I think that that's so important to highlight. And I love to highlight that every podcast that I have the ability to, because, you know, it's great for parents to see as well. Like, Hey, all the skills that you gain kind of passively while playing something in esports that you're so passionate about, you continuously grow those skill sets and those abilities. And then they're so applicable to the real world, right? Communications, time management, and work ethic are three of the biggest things employers look for in any field. It doesn't matter if it's esports, computer science, marketing, graphic design, on and on and on and on. on. It's so important to have those skill sets already being built up. And I think esports helps foster that when you kind of approach it in that constructive fashion. Yeah. I mean, for anybody that's thinking about like coming to Clemson or, you know, anybody that maybe watches the podcast that's thinking about going to, you know, to college and wondering where they're going to find their niche and they play a lot of games like esports is one of those industries and one of those like fields that almost every college has now, even if it's a small club or if it's a big name school and, you know, tons of people, um, they all feel like a family, to be honest with you. Almost all my friends that I've met have been from the esports club. Like, like I said, like, like all I said, like, him, him, me, and our competitive head currently, three of the officers this year, we were like best friends in like our first computer science class together freshman year because those two played on the Counter-Strike team and I was the GM. So you make like really meaningful connections through esports and it also helps like social skills. It helps like all those sorts of deals. So yeah, I think going off of that, it's also really helped, I think, integrate the underclassmen and the upperclassmen because you have incoming freshmen and you know, I've ended up playing on different teams with them. And it's, I think it's a really good way for them to meet new people and find new people. Cause I remember when I was a freshman, I had a bunch of seniors that I looked up to and really enjoyed hanging out with. So I think it's a really good way to meet new people as well for uh, incoming freshmen. Well, especially for help with things like school as well. You meet a lot of like, it's a great way to really like dive in and meet new people that are in upperclassmen uh, because they can also help you with like understanding how the school works. Like maybe if they're the same major as you, they say, Oh, I had that teacher. Like you're sorry, grades. Like, you know, there's all kinds of different benefits that are, go under the radar with esports that I think are really, really great. Yeah, you guys kind of took the words out of my mouth there. It's always so important to find that community and sense of belonging at any level, right? Especially in college when you're going into this brand new environment and all of a sudden you have something so familiar in esports and gaming and whatever particular game or games that you play. Then there's this great community that like kind of just fosters you in. And then all of a sudden, like you said, you have the help in the schoolwork of, hey, take this teacher, this professor is really great, or this one, not so much, avoid that one, um, or just helping with homework. And then also just that sense of belonging goes so away. Because I think, especially with esports and gaming, a lot of students, especially in high school, they, they don't find that place of belonging or community because they don't do the traditional stuff, right? They don't play the football, they don't play the basketball, they don't play the baseball near as much. So like they lose out on those team experiences because so many school districts have been hesitant to like allow esports um, for some I would say, you know, obvious reasons, but I don't think they are, you know, violent video games and whatnot, like whatever, like actually look at the research, it's completely opposite. But, you know, we've all kind of gone through that in our fight um, with either teachers or parents or whatnot. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, once you go to college and you find that belonging, it's like, wow, you know, 
I actually enjoy being here. And I also have this great platform to kind of, you know, explore college in a variety of different ways. So that's fantastic to hear both of you kind of just take it and like, yeah, this is exactly what we do. And it's like, yeah, that's exactly what we want parents to see as well. So they understand that like there's so much more um, to the esports scene than just, you know, mindlessly playing video games. You get so much more out of it. So absolutely mm-hmm. phenomenal to hear. Kind of my last question as we start to run out of time here, absolutely great discussion with the both of you about, you know, collegiate esports and all the good stuff that comes out of it, the constructive side. Um, looking, I always ask this question at the end because I'm always interested to hearing everyone's opinions is looking at the esports industry as a whole. Um, obviously, it's growing incredibly fast. It's blown out of basically nothing in the last 10 years, the last five years. It's exploded um, in terms of viewership and also revenue. Um, what is the one thing that you think still needs to change or be improved on to really see esports go from this new and great thing that's definitely not going anywhere anytime soon. Um, it's only going to get bigger and bigger and bigger, but to really bring it to the next level to start competing with like the NFL or like European soccer, you know, the massive kind of entertainment competitive platforms that already exist. What is that one thing in either of you, or both of your opinions? And I'll let you go first, Benjamin. Uh, I think the biggest thing that I see is like finding a mainstream avenue of reaching people that are outside of the demographic that everybody already knows esports. So like, for example, having it on ESPN is huge because a lot of the people who watch sports who are in their thirties or forties may not know about esports. Or for example, like we had an event where we had our Rocket League team play Louisville's Rocket League team live at a basketball game at halftime on the video boards. Like that, that reached everybody in that stadium. Bill Murray was actually there. Bill yeah. Murray saw our Rocket League team play. So like, you know, that's a guy who wouldn't ever have seen necessarily Rocket League or anything, yep. but reaching demographics that are outside of the ordinary for esports is what's going to help it like grow the most, I think. Yeah, exactly. And I think there's so many, especially at the collegiate level, there's so many creative ways, like you said, like conjoining it with the traditional kind of popular ones, right? Putting on the basketball, the big boards or the football, putting on the big boards or passing out little flyers or pamphlets at, you know, a kind of like the tiger, the tiger prow, right? The student led um, activities um, or field days at the beginning of the semester that everyone can see everything and being more, you know, visible there is so important to gain everybody else is kind of like, wow, you know what, I'm gonna go watch them. It's Saturday, someone's playing League of Legends. It's Clemson, they're wearing the shirt, they have the logo. I'll go see what that's about. So absolutely agreed there. Elias, what about you? Anything to add? Uh, For me, I think really looking at more of like the organization and systems that we have in place for uh, younger people, because um, in terms of like how the government interacts, I think one great example is looking at Denmark. They have different places, around the country where they have schools that integrate esports and gaming as part of like their schedule. And so because they're one of the biggest teams in CSGO, Astralis is a Danish led uh, team and they have good ties with the government and the government's seen, okay, this is a good avenue for kids. They've seen, okay, this is uh, something that people look up to that they've integrated this into the different school systems. And I think that that would be really good for, you know, communities to actually embrace it instead of trying to like kind of push it away and see it as this like niche thing that, they don't really understand. Yeah, exactly. I think that that's also so important is um, that visibility is incredibly important, especially at the younger age of like, hey, this isn't a thing that we should make fun of or look down upon. It's something that we should encourage, right? Because of all the things that we've been talking about this entire time of all those constructive communications, the ability to interact with teammates that you may or may not like, the work ethic, the effort that goes into it, strategizing, that problem solving and critical thinking is such an important component and giving more younger students the ability or the platform to pursue that at a younger age just leads to so much more success in the long run um, and absolutely agree there but unfortunately we are out of time 
Absolutely fantastic discussion today with both of y'all. Thank you for taking the time to join me on SpinCast today. Real quick, Benjamin, go ahead, plug yourself, plug um, Clemson Esports, and tell us where we can keep up to date on any social media or websites or anything else. All right. If you want to join our Discord, go to discord.gg slash Clemson. It's super easy to find. Um, our Twitter is at Clemson Esports. Our Instagram is at Clemson Esports. Um, yeah, come come talk to me. I'm in the Discord all the time. Shoot me a message. Feel free to talk to me about collegiate esports anytime. Awesome, awesome. Elias, anything else to add or plug there? No, I mean, that's pretty much it. Our Discord is where you can find a bunch of people to play games with if you need to. There's We have roles for all different kinds of games. So if you're looking to play with different people, there's an avenue right there. Yeah, uh, also our Twitch uh, is Clemson Esports as well. So twitch.tv slash Clemson Esports. We're going to be doing a lot of community highlights and all of our official matches will be streamed there this semester. Awesome. Can't wait to see it. I always love the uh, when the, the streaming and the content creation kind of comes or becomes part of any kind of collegiate program because it just brings that visibility and the weight of back you guys so much easier, right? So absolutely love to see it and can't wait to see the success of your teams this fall. So once again, to all our viewers and listeners, thanks for staying the entire time. Stay healthy and stay happy out there right now. Obviously, with COVID still going on, make sure you take care of yourselves and your loved ones. And ultimately, stay plugged in. Stay plugged in.